acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ring, 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 ring. May I please speak with Zoe? Oh, hello, Lamorne. Let's patch in Hannah. God, I forgot what it was like working with you guys. Hey guys, What's I want to say I, I just want to say I, I guys, I, fans out there, I was tardy today. I was tardy, okay, and I'm emotional about it. Um, you had a really time. good. I think you had a pretty darn good excuse. That's true. That's true. I think so. I think nobody's mad about it. Guys. Nobody's mad about it. We, no. let's, you let's were just, feeding. You were doing a charity event. Yeah, charity uh, wasn't it really an event? It was just you know you go to the boys and girls club with feeding the children and. Um, and just kind of yeah, I think that's more important than our podcast right now. <laughs> I think it's um, totally fine. Did yeah. you did 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 you get some some nice smiles and? It yeah, fun? it was cool. It was um, today. We were. I was with uh, Harry Shum. Harry Shum Jr. Ooh. I love Harry. Yeah, and uh, oh, we were so cool. um, making smoothies. Um, oh, sweet. Which, yeah, which I'm one of the best at. That's like something that people always say whenever they see me on the street. They always go, hey, you're the like, smoothie hey. man, smoothie king. That's what you know? you're known What's for. What's your secret? Yeah. What's your secret? I'm not going to lie to you. You add a little bit of, a little bit more banana than you need. That's oh. it. That's what I think in a lot of smoothie shops. I'm like, they, you put like five bananas in this smoothie, like I'll order a smoothie <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like I just drank five bananas. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Bananas, super fruit. <laughs> so you gotta make it sure is really good. Enough. Bananas so, are delicious. While you were doing good, uh, good deeds, it gave me some time while you were tardy for the party. 
Um, usually I just sit here with a glass of water and we go through the podcast. Not going to lie. Or a glass of wine. I had a just little kidding. afternoon delight. I <laughs> poured myself today. <laughs> you are oh. drinking. Is it's that little, water? No, girl. It's a little what lemon lavender um, cocktail uh, by, it's called Straight and Narrow. It's a company called Straight and Narrow. I'm not even, I don't, Does they, they don't support our show or brand it, our or show. Is it? There is, a, it's a gin cocktail. Oh. oh, good yes. for you. Uh, I you thought know. you were joking, but no, you were serious. Yeah, I know. Like I'm recording that. this up in Canada. And uh, whenever I come to Canada. And they allow Canada, booze in Canada. So they do I'm allow like, booze. Like here. Yeah, these straight and narrows <laughs> uh, keep me straight and narrow. Lavender infused, you say? Lavender and lemon. To if keep you if calm. If there's one thing I want my cocktail to taste like, it's flowers. Yeah. It's well, delicious. Well, lavender is good for some. Hannah. If you guys are out, folks at home, if you don't know, Hannah is very aggressive and wild. So the lavender <laughs> keeps her calm, which we need her to have it's as much calm. lavender Makes as possible. Makes her sleepy. Yeah. Yeah. She's not I'm, I'm kidding. I actually, I love lavender. It's one of my favorite scents. I've never nice. tasted it, but, oh wait, you know what? I've had a lavender latte, I think. Yes. And that's good. Oh. That is good. I'm bringing this back for you. <laughs> okay. um, all I'm right, in. you guys. Very excited about this episode. Fancy man's fancy men, <laughs> fancy man part one. <laughs> All right, Lamorne, do you want to read this little recap of the first part of Fancy Man so it reminds all of us? Jess's student is exhibiting some dark thoughts in her art, so she schedules a meeting with the student's parent who should arrive. But Russell Schiller. Russell doesn't adhere to Jess's experimental teaching styles and insists his daughter work with a tutor instead. Unfortunately for Jess, Russell is the third largest donor in the school district, number one, of course, being me. <laughs> Which means she needs to apologize. <laughs> Meanwhile, Nick is struggling with his credit score. I threw a joke in there that Nick has the credit score of a homeless ghost which means it's pretty low. Now, since he weighs more than his credit score, he's unable to secure a new phone. This causes him to have a bit of an identity crisis. Winston, meanwhile, also struggles with his confidence. Shocker. After Schmidt shows off his superior intellect in front of Shelby, they had a trivia night and Schmidt was showing his butt. Winston really wants to make things official with Shelby, but Schmidt's antics make him second guess himself until Shelby reveals that she likes Winston for who he is. Quite honestly, I think it's the mustache. Mm-hmm. It turns out Jess likes Russell. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Though it takes Cece to point it out to her. Russell can provide her with a car. That's a, that's an important thing. Uh, a mechanic. That's also important. And a new phone for Nick and pretty much more than any man she's ever dated. Even Nick falls in love with Russell. Okay, he's sniffing on his sweater and his. That's my favorite weird thing. storyline. The, the, the sniffing best. on the. Yeah. No, just that he, him, and Russell's office being mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> Says he smells like seeing a man about a horse. I thought that was. Pretty <laughs> yeah, that's a good. That was um, a good. That was a good line. Now, after Russell saves Jess from a Japanese bidet, which I love. I love me a good old-fashioned Toto. Um, I love a Japanese bidet <laughs> joke. I love them. Love There's them. a story, by the way, there's a story behind that storyline that I'll, I'll get to oh. when we get to it. So just after Russell saves her from getting wet by the toilet water, uh, agrees to go out with him. Now love is in the air for all of our loft mates. Now back to our show. See, that's a good oh. refresher. Yeah, I think it was a pretty good one. It was good a one. good refresher. Now it I helps remember. separate the fancy man's 
for me. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Who directed this mm-hmm. episode? Peyton Reed. Peyton, Peyton Reed. Reed. Love Peyton Reed. Mm-hmm. Love, love, love Peyton. Peyton Reed. Um, we love Peyton. What a, what a great guy. He directed a movie I did called Yes Man. Yep. And when we started uh, our first season of the show, I, I sent him a little text and said, hey, I'm doing a TV show. Would you be up for directing an episode or two? That's awesome. And he came in. Tr- yeah. Him that. and then Jesse Peretz and Miguel Arteta. Mm. Uh, a number of people that were my friends who were directors, I so I roped in. Peyton had a <laughs> so party at his house once. Um, mm-hmm. he, and was it a Christmas party or something? I forget what it was. Probably. But yeah. he reminded me of Fancy Man. You know what's like, yeah. so funny? This is, I was literally going to tell the same story of Peyton had a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. And I remember going and I felt a little intimidated and overwhelmed. And I was like, you know what? It's fine. Just, you know, try to blend in. And I remember Al Yankovic. Yeah, he's friends with Peyton. Which I didn't know. Again, this is like kind of my first like industry party to go to. And he was sitting on a couch by himself. And I just remember being like, wow, I'm Weird Al. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, that is my comfort zone at a party, too. To find a couch, sit down, kind of keep to myself. And I've never um, been starstruck slash related to another human being in their party mode more. That's what I remember of Peyton Reed's Christmas party. I met Weird Al at and his lovely family at Peyton's house at a party. And he sent me a Christmas card via uh, email every year since. So, no way. What a nice guy. Very what nice, a nice guy. etiquette. I met Great Weird Al etiquette. at church and he never sent me a Christmas card. Well, that's Never. weird. Men okay, well. Okay. okay, this episode, this episode. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We love you. We love you, Al. We love you, Weird Al. We love you, Weird Al, whether we love you were at church or a Christmas party. <laughs> um, right off the well, bat, right, right off the bat, guys, I do want to say this. Randall Park is in this episode. I know. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was ever on our show. Randall Park is in that opening moment. In yeah, the, in the cell phone store. In the cell phone store. I, as soon as I saw that, I went, what? Oh yeah. my goodness. With a hairdo that says some things. That says like some I things. Like I almost didn't recognize him. I know. And I, real, I, I did not recognize him. You just said that. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> you were the one in the scene. Yeah. 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 I want to take yep. the credit for, I want to go be the first one to say that New Girl is responsible for Randall Park's career. Launching his career. You're welcome, Randall. With his two lines. <laughs> yeah, really it was a wild scene. moment. I, th- I thought too, I was like, there's no way. I, had to, yeah. I actually Googled it because I'm like, there's just no way. That's someone who just looks like Randall Park. Exactly. Um, but it was him gracing was. our show with his incredible talent. So that's a great way to start say our, our fancy casting, man. Shout out to our casting department on our show who oh, did yeah. such an incredible job. We had the best the cast. Best. I mean, we had such incredible guest actors coming in every single week. And like, I every time I watch it, I'm like, I'm reminded of who was on our show. And I'm like, how did we get all these people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty incredible. We get in this episode, we get Randall Park, we get Callie Hawk, we got Dermot Mulroney. Yes. Dermot Mulroney. Dermot. So let's dive in. Dermot yeah. Mulroney plays Russell, fancy man. Mm-hmm. Right. So how did this story, did this storyline come about in any particular way? Or is this just, you know, another way to try to weave into the 
will they won't they with Nick and Jess because we guys bring in also this man. we had Rachel Harris by Rachel, the way I forgot oh, that's she right. was in that episode but she she was recurring so she was yeah. in multiple episodes but Rachel Harris is so so funny oh yes um, playing my boss yes absolutely and if I'm forgetting anybody I'll I'll go back and I'll, I'll well there are just too many part. great ones that's I what's know. I feel insane. like this is the first time we see Jess with like now a boyfriend that we're going to have around you know for yeah. a real storyline yeah 100 yeah. percent. do you remember how, f- how you felt so when you found out like this is it okay we're in the show now and this is your love interest for the season i was like yeah because derma i had met like he probably doesn't remember this but i had met him at like a play reading maybe you know a number of years before and he was like so incredibly nice and he was like oh because He's a, I'm, I'm a musician. He's a musician. He's like a really good cello player. What? He like plays what? on sessions and stuff. No, he's a session cello player. Like you have to be so good to be a session player. And he was like, yeah, if you ever need a cello player, here's my information. Like he is so nice. And I remember being like, what a nice guy. And then when they said he was gonna, um, that they, that's who they wanted. I was like. Absolutely. He is such a nice guy and would be a fun person to work with. Did he play the cello at all in any of these episodes? I forget. No. I think he might have at some point. Mm. Really? I, thought, I remember uh, Megan Rath at the like later seasons, she had to pretend to play a cello. Right. Mm. I remember that. But I for some reason I thought he did in like later, later seasons, maybe like he came back for a few episodes at the very end. I mean, if I they didn't have did. him use that skill. What a waste. What a waste. I mean, really what a waste. Yeah. Because I do I have so many skills. And in, in, in New Girl to me over the seven seasons wasted a lot of them because they never used Tell it. Tell me which ones are those. I'm a horse whisperer. More. A horse whisperer. You're a horse whisperer? Yeah. I like to whisper okay. in the horse's ears. They didn't they never let me do it. Not once. <laughs> they don't like it, but I do they, it. Yeah, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Like a professional, I, I'm a per- okay. I can I can juggle so- chainsaws. Oh my god! Well, I would love to see that. I'm yeah, surprised I'm they didn't it. take advantage of that one. Yeah, but I'm not good at okay, it. Then, okay, then I don't. Yeah, yeah. then think please I don't. Would. Then I'm we don't want on, you to. Please do don't try to. I'm still working on at least not on our watch. You know. Yeah, I won't do it on the podcast, but I'll. You know what I mean? Like if we ever, you know, yeah. gear up for another re- rerun of, of New Girl, I'll do it then. Okay, and then, then what else, Lamorne? Tell us honestly. If you just look up, look left, look right, I'm behind you. I can appear anywhere. Oh, my God. I can appear. So you're a stalker. There you are. Yeah. Some people call it stalking. That's what the police said. That's what yeah, my that's lawyer true. said. <laughs> I call it appearing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'd be delighted if either one of you appeared in my midst at any point. Delighted. Yes. I, I, I don't don't look up don't look left don't look right because i'll be there he is the there we go the morning <laughs> wasn't that the term that they had in season five but calling like being the doing the biden just biden him just be oh there. yeah was it just be there, be there. <laughs> <laughs> joe biden just be there just be there that's um, what you were doing the biden that's what's happening now um you're bidening Biden. Um, okay, so we're talking about the show. Remember? Talking about the show. Okay, so, <laughs> so Nick. So Nick is also enamored with 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 Russell uh, because he's the opposite. 
he's the he's the opposite he's kind of the person that nick wants to be but he mm-hmm. we start off by talking about how bad his credit score is like that's as basic as it gets he has a very very terrible it's it, it's a 250 right and so <laughs> it's a 250 and so everyone is shocked by this um is that do you think russell's um what do you call it? Uh, stature in life was intentional by writers. Like, let's make this someone who's directly opposite from yes. Nick. And in, but in it, but but do you think it was specifically for that reason of getting them together at that point? Sure. Or was it just like funny? I think it's like to show how it can't work if it's all the things that Nick isn't. You know, it seems like the perfect package. How could you say no? Even Nick can't say no. Well, what's right? what's cool about the two episodes back to back and having just watched both of them is that the first one, it's like Nick is the opposite, a fancy man. And then the, the second one offers Nick a chance to step into mm-hmm. another type of fancy man status as he woos a, like a college student. Right. <laughs> mm. So... It, it's kind, there's a definitely a progression of Nick throughout these fancy men <laughs> episodes. Oh, yeah. yeah, he gets a taste of what it's like to be uh, admired for what it is he's doing, which That's is right. he's a bartender, you know, which is great. He can make cool drinks. Would you guys be happier? So Nick doesn't have a phone this episode, and he makes it like his identity. Would you guys? Do you guys think that you could survive? For a while without a phone, would you be happier without your phone? No, hmm. I, could, I couldn't survive without a phone. I don't think so. I used to think that I was the guy who could, but there's so much more responsibility now. Um, if I were stuck, if I was in one location with my my kid, then I feel I feel like everyone else can handle themselves, and I wouldn't need to have a phone necessarily. But because I have I to, think- like no. I, I think, like, I want my phone for emergencies, but I do think there's, like, a major amount of time suck that happens with certain um, things, like Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> Which I enjoy very much. I had to put a limit on myself, like, because otherwise I just, like, mindlessly... Doom scroll. You know. Yeah, just scrolling. Just, just scrolling. scrolling memes, cat memes, you guys, cat <laughs> memes are. I did the, my well, favorite. You I know, love Instagram it. gives you the report. Instagram gives you the report of how how many hours you spend that week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I did the math. I they gave me a report. It said that I spend three hundred ninety hours a week. <laughs> I said I didn't know it was that many hours. And Instagram was yeah. like, yeah, yeah, bro, and yeah, yeah, bro, yeah, yeah. bro. Um, guys. In our notes, it says, talk about working with Randall Park, Zoe. I'm like, didn't realize I was working with him. (laughs) But I will say, okay, that I do, like, remember him separately as the actor that I worked with on that day versus the man he is today, okay? And I remember him being very nice and very funny and very professional. Nice. What if he weren't? That'd be so funny if he was like... He's the love That would be. But you know what? I don't remember, like really ever having anybody that was like do you remember having anybody that was like a big problem i think maybe we'll have to like go through and like you know i i don't know if i'd necessarily call them out but i might <laughs> mention them but i don't think <laughs> cuz i don't want to like ruin anyone's so careers but i can't remember 
any time that we had somebody on the show where I was like, what a dud. No. Here's the thing that bumped me at the fancy man barbecue that Jess goes to. Okay. This is a very like high to do party. It's catered. It's fancy. Mm -hmm. It's fancy man's. I aspire to that kind of party. Like how fun. It was all put together. It was gorgeous. It was incredible. So grown up. But he's then like, she finds him like working the grill. And I was like, come on. There's no way if he's like supposed to like work the room (laughs) and talk to people and he has it fully catered. He's the one turning sausages at the barbecue. You know what, though? Sometimes there I've had thing. I've gone to people's houses who are kind of fancy and they have a caterer and all that stuff. And then they want to make the thing that they're good at making. Elon Musk. And a lot of guys are kind of territorial about the grill barbecue. He grill? just doesn't seem like the guy that would be like, I'm the grill master. Maybe they're trying to surprise you because I do think it was weird that he took such a turn from he's such a dick in that first right. in that first scene when he walks in. He's like, I know what's best for my daughter, Miss Day. Yeah. Like, remember how he was in the first scene? I was like, this guy's a jerk. I would be that and way then, too. And then all of a sudden, he's like totally nice and seems to respect I do think they were trying to give him a down to earth moment and that was the down to earth moment like I'm just here cooking the food and he's turning his own sausages yeah (laughs) turning his own sausages giving out cell phones giving out sweaters that was the part too that was a little (laughs) nuts I'm like this man it just keeps handing like things out Mm -hmm. in a real bizarre I've never seen anybody just do that that you barely know you know, that, that just goes to show you, you've never been to my house. You are actually oddly generous. Like, you are a very over You are extremely, I, I will attest to that. I remember yeah. being like, the morn is like so nice. Yeah, hold on to those watches. What are you doing? You just, just like give away yeah. Rolex every you year. You do. Every Don't, way, every I will year. never forget when we booked New Girl, you had a friend who's just a friend. And you're like, oh, she helped me like, you know, read lines and get the show. And you gave her a pair of Louboutins. Yeah. <laughs> Right? Yeah, I, I remember that story and I was like, you need to slow down. I was Maybe like, was, do you, you can send help a me thank like, you pick card. out presents for people? That's a really good present. <laughs> if you hate money, like, Zoe, have Lamorne come knew, with you. You know what I thought was so sweet, Lamorne, mm-hmm. was when I had my first baby, Elsie. You got me a baby food maker, which was the I sweetest remember present. That too. I, remember that. I was I, like, this is aw. so sweet. And I'm like, I need this. This is so awesome. <laughs> What Aww. a good gift. Yeah, you're you're because you're you're are a bit of a fancy man. And speaking of which, we started this whole podcast that you were out there turning sausages this morning. I, I mean, maybe yeah. you you, you are were t- fancy he was turning man. bananas is what he yeah, was doing. Was turning bananas. <laughs> In a big old blender. <laughs> so here's the big question that I was I wanted to ask you guys because um Jess has a tell, right? Mm-hmm. If she has a crush on <laughs> someone that she goes into this like weird, funny British accent. Um, or she does the Kermit the Frog voice. I think Cece's like, please tell me. I think she does lots of weird voices. Yeah, she gets into like <laughs> these voices. Um, do you have a tell when you when you like somebody? Well, I only like one person. His name is Jonathan Scott. Well, he's from Canada. <laughs> but did wait, you have oh, a wait, tell? Did I just like do a, a voice. <laughs> there you go. You just did a voice. Why did you well, talk like that? <laughs> I'm just I kidding. I only like one um, little man. No, I mean, I'm just kidding with the voice. Um, 
I don't know. Um, like when you first like somebody, um, I don't know. I can't. I can't think of anything I, other than you know. Be I feel like all the normal stuff, like you know, texting people. Hmm. But I text my friends too. It doesn't mean I like yeah. them <laughs> like that. You know. There's no like weird tell that just it's like a dead giveaway. I don't think so. Like a twitch, <laughs> like a twitch. I do. You, you do? do? What's your thing? I do. It's mine is like it's postcoital. You know, oh. that's when I know <laughs> you really like somebody. We, I was like, that's the giveaway. Engage, you, I hope you like them at do. that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's when I know. That's when I know. If we engage in grown up stuff, then I'm like, yeah, that's like not it. a tell. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't think I have a specific tell. Um, I think it's, I you know. It's hard to date these days, so I think um, you go out multiple times. I think if you if 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 you're continuously as on my side of the coin, if I reach out multiple times to continue after the first date, mm. that's my tell. That's that's what it is. Because a lot of times, I will I'll, I will be honest. It, it, you're one, ghosting. You're ghosty, date. boasty. <laughs> it's one date, and then bah. you know. <sighs> Yeah. Adios, mm-hmm. Felicia. Yeah, if my if my everyday life takes precedent over me hanging out with you again, then that's telling me. That's my I tell see. for myself. I go, I I have to get this other stuff done. But there are times where I go, I put everyday life on the back burner to see that person again, and then that would be my tell. My thing is that I um, I look like I'm just like about to start laughing all the time because mm-hmm. there's like a voice in my head the whole time. I'm trying to listen to you and talk to you, but I have, I know, I know that you're going to be trouble for me. Mm-hmm. And so there's like a voice in my head the whole time going like, this is like, this guy is like really hot and you really like him. And what are you even oh, saying? You're talking like, so like, quietly, the, but that's what's happening. Like in my brain, this little voice is saying it. And then I'm like laughing and I cannot hear a word that they're saying. Ah. Do you still do that with Jesse? Yes. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> He's the worst. He's still got it. I mean, it's, it's very cute. You it guys. Is. It is. But that that's a scary one to do, Hannah. I know we're off topic a little bit. That's a scary one to do because when you're not listening and you're just giggling at what that person looks like, they're probably telling you very important information. Like, I'm a serial killer. I watch you while you sleep. I'll wear your underwear. And, you know, that's that. You, you avoid that person, but you wouldn't know because you're not listening. Yeah, hopefully my mm-hmm. my instincts of who I'm spending time with um, has gotten me past the uh, the super creepy people. Yeah, so I think that's you guys nice. Are good now. Um, um, hey guys, speaking of um, creepy people who will wear your underwear while you sleep, um, we're going to go to break. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that yeah, <laughs> bad transition, but we'll be back. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. 
We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to our show. And we're back. Hello, everybody. (laughs) So good to be back. Can we talk about like bar trivia dates? Like a good like pub quiz? 
Would that be like? I think it's tough because you're like it's can be they, those things can get so competitive. It's like playing. It's like if you're gonna go play basketball with somebody on your first date, just oh, a yeah. little bit much. <laughs> I would love that as a first date. Trivia or basketball? <laughs> Not basketball. Mm-hmm. By the way, my first date with Jonathan was an escape room. Really? Ooh, see, that sounds fun. It's the best, but like I didn't know how to play. I didn't know like how you were supposed to. Do it like it's kind of a there's a learning curve, mm. and I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> and it was he was there, and then his we went to dinner, and then his brother and sister in law met us, and they were like all doing stuff like they knew exactly what to do, and I was just standing there like, "What is happening?" Wait, on your first date, you met the whole family. I'd already met. I'd already say, met because then he liked you Linda. bad. Like if yeah. he was like <laughs> date well, one, he, they were here's everybody. To- yeah. <laughs> they were supposed to come to dinner with us. And then when he was like, he was like, not sure if it was a date or not. He was like, so who's coming tonight? <laughs> and I was like, just me. And he was like, okay. And then he canceled everybody. <laughs> He's like, get away. <laughs> but um, I say trivia sweet. nights are great, though, um, for a first date. I mean, because they sometimes do work out. I'm not sure if you guys seen the hit classic movie Game Night. Um, um. <laughs> this is just guys rent the movie what do you call it you don't game rent night. it you stream yeah. it stream the movie game night <laughs> sorry I'm old game um, stream the movie game night starring Lamorne uh, Morris and also Rachel McAdams that's right, right? that's right Jason and Bateman Billy Magnus, Jason Karen Bateman Bunbury, Jesse Plemons I mean the cast is fantastic I mean it's fantastic. an incredible cast I love you, all these actors do you remember shooting hmm. these bar trivia scenes well they, we, we so we did our trivia scenes in someone's home, but the movie opens up with Jason I and Rachel in this going episode, on a, not oh, the in this movie. Episode. Oh, I thought we we're still talking about plugging your movie career. So game night. Uh, no. <laughs> so in this one, <laughs> you know, what's interesting while I was watching it there every, every once in a while, this will happen when I do the rewatch. I don't remember being there. Get out. Moment, I don't remember I, when I was watching it. I, it was like I was watching it for the first time. And I just thought, man, I don't remember shooting this scene. And I don't know what it is about it. Maybe because internally, I, I truly would feel some sort of way if Schmidt was behaving that way. If I liked a girl and Schmidt was just, you know. Showing you up. Oh, showing it would be me so up. annoying. It's yeah. so annoying to, for it to do that. <laughs> 100%. So that's I probably blocked it out of my memory. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it, it was gone that moment. But you were method uh, acting. Um, Daniel Day Lewis is what they say mm-hmm. when they see me on the street. They always go, "Man, is that a is that a, a young Daniel Day? Daniel Day Lamorne? Yeah, and I go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, the Smoothie King, absolutely." <laughs> yeah, that's me. Isn't there a, like a smoothie place called Smoothie King? I think so. They is that your is that your joint? I don't know, smoothie but I could be the spokesperson for Smoothie King. Guys, Guys, opportunity right here. <laughs> Guys, you're hearing it here first. <laughs> um, yeah, but I think the I think I think a trivia night, a bar trivia night, because you can tell a lot by a person's personality. You can tell a lot of their personality due to how competitive yeah. they may be, how passive That's they true. may be, how smart they may be with useless information. You know. Yeah. One hundred percent. I think yeah, it, it would be fun. I mean, I love a game night. Yeah. yeah, I guess what you're saying, there's a flip of it. It would be very telling of, if you're you're doing that as a date and the other person is actually concerned about winning or losing. That, to me, all of a sudden becomes a bummer of a date. 
Oh, yeah. Like if you're there just to have fun and who cares if you get one answer right and you're just enjoying the show of everybody else having high stakes on it, that's a fun night to me. Oh, but yeah. if you actually care, like I'm out, bye. Yeah, yeah. You that's why there, have no. you guys ever played that game Balderdash? Mm. I've no, heard of it. It's a fun game. It. Yeah. It's where they have you they have like categories. It's like movie, book, laws, like a, a number of things. And they'll give you a title of a movie, say, or a book, and then you have to write the like synopsis. <laughs> and um and then you write down like the person who's like the center of the game writes down like the the real thing, and then everybody turns in their like fake answers, and then you read them all together. You get points if people pick your fake answer, and you get points if you pick the real one. But that one's really fun because I a lot of times play just to make people laugh. Like I just say like stupid stuff to make mm-hmm. people laugh, like not caring whether I get points or not. And I like that one because you can kind of play for laughs or like play for real, and it's, everybody's welcome. They have another game that's. The, essentially that game called Fibbage or Fibbage Fibbage you play Fibbage mm-hmm. on uh, through Jackbox TV or something like that and it's mm-hmm. cool because everyone has their own phones and you can write down oh, the yeah, wrong answers oh yeah we did this and, during quarantine a yeah. lot so that's the same I never fun. knew that I never knew that game I thieves. never want to play an online I never want to have an online party again though. <laughs> <laughs> no goodbye like, don't you feel like I feel like I'm like we did that just like to scratch the itch of being around people, but I'm like, I don't want to have a Zoom party <laughs> again. No, not at all. But I did, I did like doing that. I did like playing that game, and that was very fun. So thanks for the memories. <laughs> Speaking of memories, one of the most memorable parts of this episode is you in a real like almost karate fight with the bidet. Which is one of the funniest okay. things I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm like, that looked like a violent assault that that toilet was doing to you. Okay, so here's what happened, and this this is true story. Oh, gosh. Okay. All right, remember when we had the first season, which this was, um, we had a big, giant dinner with the heads of the studio and the network. Oh, and yeah. Pe- like, it was, like, Dana Walden, who basically runs Hollywood now. She's, like, a super, super... Um, smart, powerful executive. Um, we had, um, like, Kevin Riley. We had Gary Newman. We had Peter Chernin. Mm-hmm. Kevin Riley ran the network. Uh, Gary Newman also was um, with running the studio with Dana. And then we had Peter Chernin, who was one of our exec producers. It, it was a big wig dinner, okay? Like, these are, like... <laughs> very, very, like, high-up people, okay, at at Fox. And they had a big dinner to celebrate our um, wonderful um, show success, which was so exciting. And Liz was sitting next to me, and I think Peter Chernin was, like, on the other side of me. I think Gary was sitting close by, too. And I got up to use the restroom. I walk in the restroom, and there's this, like, toilet, right? And... It has like a, there's like a bunch of buttons on this. Like, I have no idea. Like, I'm like, and it's closed. And I'm like, well, how do I open it? (laughs) So I press some buttons. The toilet like opens and starts like 
squirting me with water. What? I get my entire, yeah, I pressed the wrong button, okay? Oh my goodness. I got sprayed on my dress with toilet water. And when I went back to my seat, I was like, Liz, <laughs> Liz. And she's like, what? I'm like, a Japanese toilet just like <laughs> assaulted me in the bathroom. She's like, what? I'm like, my skirt is all wet because the Japanese toilet like went crazy and started squirting me. Anyway, Liz thought this was hilarious and put it in the um, oh, wow. The episode and which because it was like we were with these very, very fancy people, um, powerful people. Right. And um, so that's the story. And we were at a place. And do you remember the restaurant we were at? It was in, um, it was like a steakhouse in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Called... I wasn't invited. I wasn't invited. It was like you in a were private, there. it was in a private room. Yeah. We had a big square table. Yeah. Let's see. It, like okay. Wait, hang on. Room. It's still there. Um, hang on. I was... Mastro's. Ah. Was it a Mastro's? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't. I didn't get yep. that invite. I no, you were eating, there. there. No, I was eating a bologna sandwich. You well. were 100%, there. So 100% that was. There. So that was pulled from a real experience because I also remember there's a scene where you and I are talking, and I'm giving you advice about you know taking a chance and dating like a man instead of a boy, and you're holding your bunny phone case, and wasn't that your real phone case? Um, no. <laughs> it wasn't? I thought there was, like, a phone case or something of yours that you, I don't know, that they had stolen from your I real life and put in the show. don't remember what, look, it's not out of the realm of possibility. It might have been my real phone case. I'm not sure. I think, but here's actually, I think what happened, that it was in the show and that I liked it and ordered one. I was like, I love this phone case. This is so cute. I just remember having a conversation with you and I thought it was about that phone case, which is like, they're, like, they're starting it, to kind of like mine our real experiences definitely, and things like, that we like. It's like, there's, there's stuff that's not like Jess about me. And then there's, a lot of stuff then there's stuff that's totally you know like Jess so but that is something I would 100% rock without regrets I'd be proud of my bunny phone case you know it's funny too when I watch that episode and Nick goes into um, Russell's office there's some like black and white framed art um, mm-hmm. of uh, like I don't know like the savannah in Africa somewhere with like an elephant on it. You see it in the background. And in the final season of New Girl, that exact art is hanging in Nick's office, in his room, in his office. And so when New Girl ended, um, I actually bought my first home. And I'd always lived in an apartment. And I bought this home and I was like, I didn't have enough stuff to even begin to fill a home. And I remember um, Michael Whetstone was sort of like, help yourself to anything to use that you really like. And then stuff can be placeholders until you find the things that you really want. Or if you like it, just keep it. Yeah. And that black and white, because I've, I've 
traveled there and spent time there and whatever. I was like, I love this. And so that actually is in my house now. Oh, my God. Uh, From Fancy Man's office to my house. That's so funny. I have um, I have the watermelon and the like botanical um, print from my room that are up in my house. I don't think I have any. No, I do have artwork from the. I, t- I took a. I'm not gonna lie. I took a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, I think we all kind of really uh, did a lot of shopping. I asked for. I only asked for three things. Yeah, I took. I should have asked for more, but I took know. Ferguson's tombstone. I took the space. You did not. Orgy did you really? Happening. Yeah, I have that. The space orgy that <laughs> happened. I took that painting. I have the basketball hoop from the loft. You took um, a cat's tombstone i keep it in my front yard so when people come they go oh my god you buried someone here and go it's like pet cemetery yeah (laughs) yeah they don't know it's a cat though they think it's a person terrible something that makes me crazy is when people say well i had this career before but it was a waste And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him. 
take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to our show. Now it's time for Where's the Bear? Where's the Bear? Where's the Bear is brought to you by Hyundai. When it comes to your journey, Hyundai is thinking of you every mile. Hannah, have you have you have you figured it out this episode? Okay, so um I will say besides the bear on the refrigerator in Fancy Man Part 1, I don't find any other bear references. But I'm going to say uh-huh. this cuz it happened a couple weeks ago when we did our injured episode. I was like, I couldn't find any bears. And then people were commenting in uh, on my uh, Instagram post about there was a bear and I had missed it. And I realized this is what needs to happen now on this podcast. Okay. As we go through this season and we're going to start taping these upcoming episodes, message me if you find the bear and then I will read that aloud and share it here on the show. Help me. I need this to be a team effort from our listeners. So after Fancy Man Part 1, we're going to do Part 2. So after that going on from that, if you see bears, let me know and help me out because I'm a believer in the bear in every episode. Yes, please, please let us know. And uh, right now I'm not doing the best job as the lone man on campus hunting bears. You're not. I knew all the bears were. I just don't say it. This is your segment, so I don't say anything. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for helping us with our bear hunt, Hyundai. Remember with Hyundai, it's all about the journey. Whatever your destination, they've got the latest tech to get you there safe and keep your passengers entertained along the way. From shopping to buying to owning, Hyundai has your back. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. This end of this episode, I will say, is one of the funniest tags I feel like we did in the entire series where Jake is pretending to be like a CEO or president of planet Earth behind the desk. And just... It's also can so we mention that funny. I had to fall into a pond, a koi pond at like <laughs> three in the morning? Mm. Did you really do that? Yeah. Did you Get do your own, out. So you do Ooh. your own stunts? You and Tom Cruise. I don't. I have an amazing stunt double, but but I fell into that the I fell into the pool. I had to like I can't remember whether she did the falling and then I had to do the getting up or whether I just I think I might have just done the falling there. Mm. Um, Because I do remember that I had to be in the pool, but I'm not sure. So I'll 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 uh, 
I'm not sure. But um, I do remember having to go in the pool at pool. I call it a pool. It was a koi pond. It was a koi pond. I mean, it's a lot of water work you had to do in this episode. Toilet water, pond water. Toilet water, pond water. (laughs) It was clean. A lot of water uh, sports. I I had to fall in the koi pond. Um, But yes, Jake and the CEO of the company was so funny. It was just, I forgot about it. And then he just kept going and going. And I was like this, I was just crying. I was like, this is so funny. I was like, this is a whole thing. His love for him is so genuine. And I love that that's like the twist because you think it's going to go into the formula, right? Of him like not liking him because he secretly has a crush on Jess. But the mm-hmm. fact that he can't resist him, it just, I don't know, it caught me by <laughs> surprise again in the rewatch, and I absolutely loved it. Died laughing. It Love is. this episode. Okay, we're going to do a little True American to end uh, this episode. True American. Uh, welcome to True American, where the rules change weekly, and you leave more confused than when you showed up. This week, we're playing Sean Connery's Rich Tough Guy Quotes. Are we listening to them, Joelle, or are we... Sorry, no, if you guys could do dramatic readings and then I'll oh. drop in the chat uh, if you guys guess who said them. I oh. don't do a good John Connery. They're I not bet all you Sean Connery. Oh, they're, they're not all people, John... I think however okay. you read them will be a lot of fun. Okay. <laughs> all right, Lamorne, you go first. You really don't remember, do you? We didn't pick you. You picked us. You volunteered right here, right here, even after you were warned. I don't know whose voice I'm doing because they're not all Sean Connery. <laughs> Let me see. Why did you Why pick did you me? Pick me. You don't remember, do you? We didn't pick you. You picked us. You volunteered right here, right here, even after you were warned. It sounds I have like zero the clue. Like I don't even have yeah. a, a what is stab it? in the yeah, dark. Yeah, none guess. of these are movies I would probably. Sounds like know the well Matrix, it. but it's not the Matrix. <laughs> oh. I'm going to go ahead and say this is the Bourne Ultimatum, or the Jason Bourne series. Bourne I'm going to say series. Star Wars. Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know, so I'm picking Star Wars. Um, uh, it's the Bourne. It's the Bourne Ultimatum. I think that's is it? Is. is it really? Joelle? Yeah, sorry. I was dropping the answers in the chat. Yeah, that's, a, that's how I <laughs> Oh, knew. I didn't see. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't, I, you I can't look at... Well, so nobody knew. Chat. Zero points. Okay. Zero Minus point. one for Lamorne for cheating. I'm sorry. Okay. Put it right there for everybody to see. All the right. next okay. one. Okay. My dear girl, there are some things that just aren't done, such as drinking Dom Perignon. 53 above the temperatures of 38 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> That's just as bad as listening to the Beatles. Without earmuffs. <laughs> the Beatles? The Beatles. The Beatles. The Beatles. Mm. In, so in Hard... Uh, no, no, sorry. In Help, the Beatles movie, the bad guys keep calling the Beatles the Beatles. So the Beatles. that's what I did. That was a little reference. I have no idea what... This sounds like a James Bond quote. It sounds this, like a James Bond This movie. feels very James Bondy. I think it's the Pink Panther. <laughs> my <laughs> guess star wars it is james bond it's goldfinger goldfinger i uh, I don't know any of the bonds mm-hmm. apart from any other bonds Who well nobody's bond it's it gotta be a i mean it feels like it has to be a bond like it's the way bond talks and then it's my dear girl. 53 like who's drinking yeah, <laughs> wine from 1953 <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very 
<laughs> Very old champagne. Yeah, sorry, not wine. Champagne. Yes, champagne. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Hannah, do you what? want to do? I can't even. Okay. <clears throat> if you're dealing with a man who is crushed, shot, stabbed, and detonated five members of his own IMF team, how devastated do you think you're going to make him by hauling mom and Uncle Donald down to the county courthouse? Ooh. Mm. I don't. I'm Is that say, like a county courthouse? Matthew I, McConaughey or something? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. IMF team. IMF team is a very important team. It's like a war movie because there, there's detonations. I'm going to go with The Hunt for Red October. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with Star Wars. Yeah. Star Wars? I'm going to go. Spy oh. movie. It's Mission Impossible. Impossible. Oh. Whoa. Impossible? Not, that was not, that was impossible. For me it was impossible. Are these like known? This quotes? is all Mission Impossible. This game right <laughs> this now. This game. I think we. If you are playing one. along at home and you've even gotten one, bravo to you. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, Morning. You want to take D? The seventies and the eighties. You're not missing anything. Believe me. I've looked into it. There's a gas shortage, and a flock of seagulls. That's about it. Oh. Back to the. No, I was going to say Back to the Future. Movie. But no, I think this is... It's not a spy movie. It's not a spy movie. I'm going to go ahead and say... Tough guy. Austin Powers. Ooh. Ooh. Boom. Whoa! Was it? Okay, we got one right. Boom. Wow, I love it. Yeah, that was was not going to be my... Uh, that was, that was tough. Not we my... don't know a lot of rich tough hard. guys. That's all we've just learned. I like how good anything. we were at, um, at sad songs. Sad songs, we knew them all. Yeah, <laughs> we, were, we were really Rich tough guys? Don't know you. Don't know those no. men. <laughs> all right, thank you guys. Uh, like and subscribe. Please. Give us five stars. Please. If you love us. Please. All right, see you next week where we continue this talk of the fancy men, the one and the two. And help me with Where's the Bear? Bye. Hi. You've been listening to Welcome to Our Show, a New Girl Recap podcast. Welcome to Our Show is a production of iHeartRadio, hosted by Zoe Deschanel, Lamorne Morris, and Hannah Simone. Our executive producer is Joelle Monique. Our engineer and editor is Daniel Goodman. The Welcome to Our Show theme song was written by Zoe Deschanel, performed and produced by Zoe Deschanel and Pierre Dereder. Follow us on Instagram at Welcome to Our Show Pod. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can email us at welcome to our show podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share far and wide. Thanks for listening. We'll hear you next week. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. 
the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.